0: You're listening to the Smash Bros. Cast, Episode 27. I'm your host, N64 Josh. Player Two, my my sparring partner, Nightcrawler. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I've been so hyped. This is it's like Christmas because because Player Three is Vicky Kitty. What is going on?
1: Hi Josh, how are you? <laughs> it's so like, we're Brady Bunching wait. it now. <laughs> it's always married. How are you guys? So happy it's, to be back. It's <laughs> like an episode of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> that was the best thing
0: ever. So... Before we get started, guys, you want to get yourself a free book from Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash SBC. Pick up something awesome like Console Wars. The chair I'm sitting in is from OP Seat. Go to n64josh.com slash OP Seat. You'll save $10 at checkout. They're awesome chairs. I love them. Okay. We do this show live on twitch.tv slash n64josh, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Fridays. And you can also listen to it iTunes, Google Play. And if you want to watch it, it's on... uh, YouTube and then the show notes which have everything if you want to listen, watch, whatever, n64josh.com slash SBC twenty seven. That's it. That's all the announcements. We uh we have one one little thing we have to get to before we can uh before we can start talking to Vicky Kitty, and that is uh crawler. Crawler. Yeah. How many days? How many days? Wait, we got to play a little fun music. Here. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm waiting for my music. Here, here's the cue. The other music hasn't stopped yet. I've been, we went so quick <laughs> through the intro that the song's just still going. So, you know, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the
2: countdown to smash. How many days, crawler? All right, today is September twenty first, and it is the first day of fall. Yep. And that means that we are in the season that Smash comes out. We are seventy-six days away from Smash. Oh man. Always getting closer. <laughs> I'm 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 actually excited because I'm less than what is it? I'm nine days away from getting to play Smash. Because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on Sunday next weekend. You're gonna take so. that fancy
0: new phone and get a bunch of video.
2: So yeah. Yep. You're gonna
1: be able to play Ultimate?
2: Yeah, I'm going to uh, the the Colorado uh, Best Buy stop.
1: Oh, that's right. The Best Buy stops. I thought you were about to say you were going to go to Big House, which is a tournament. I was like, oh, I mean, hey, (laughs) me too.
2: (laughs) You should also do that, (laughs) crawler. i'm sure it's you're my <laughs> wife's birthday weekend i probably can't get away for that one. Oh
1: but. yeah yeah. No, you'd never be able to uh escape that in terms of excuses you can't do that
2: <laughs> Even for it's, all, it's already it's already <laughs> bad enough i told her i'm gonna go away on the day after her birthday to go wait in line at best buy so <laughs> Ho- hopefully it's not as long as as chicago and and new york so
1: oh man yeah i heard about those nightmares yeah lines are insane
0: for sure for sure so vicky Yes. You have been a guest on my other podcast, the Nintendo Powercast, and we had an a, amazing time, probably probably the most feedback I've I've gotten from any episode, just like she had so much energy and brought so much hype. So we had to have you we had to have you on the Smash Bros cast. I mean, you, you're like you're all about Smash Bros, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just about I mean, I eat, breathe, do everything Smash related, like. I also have like this Nintendo pillow. I think I showed this to you last time. I have like an ultimate flag that's set up behind this monitor, which I'm not going to turn the camera on for, but it's there. <laughs> I have, yeah, just basically just about, that's just my life. That's my hobby and my job all at the same time. Aside from just esports aside, I do do other games, but Smash is just everything I revolve around.
0: So speaking of other games, at the last time we chatted, I said, Hey, you, you got to play Super Metroid. Like you, you oh gotta, my god! you got to play it. And <laughs> then you did. And you you played it all the way through to completion. There's highlights. I'll try to get a link to the to the the final the final run. What did you what, like, did you what did you think? I
1: all on my Twitch, actually, for the very last clip. What'd you think? So I actually that game at first when I first started playing, I was like, there is no way, no way in the 90s. That a child was able to even get (laughs) a quarter through this game. Like, I am 22 years old and it's, I needed help. I didn't use a walk, I didn't use a guide, I didn't use a walkthrough. Everything was blind. The only help I got were from my viewers who didn't even a backseat game. They were just hinting at the things I should do. Mm, okay. Hey, try shooting at the block. Why would I shoot at the oh <laughs> damn. Okay. So this is how you do things. The beginning <laughs> of the game was super hard. And so I started getting the tools that I needed to right. like look the 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 vision to look through the blocks. That helped me immediately because that was my biggest problem was where are the hidden puzzle keys? Where are the blocks I'm supposed to shoot? What things am I supposed to shoot these blocks with? Like that was bit my biggest problem. Then as I started getting tools, I started realizing, oh, this is the habit in the game. You go back to proceed further. That's how you do it. It's like life. You need to set yourself back so that way you can take a leap forward. And I'm like, all right, Sam is Super Metroid, definitely teaching me life lessons out here while using some Dark Souls like conspiracy theory together, like with the game. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. Everything hurts. But at least the only boss that gave me trouble, the only boss that took me more than two tries to actually beat was Ridley and I was like this guy this guy just shows up in smash gives Samus PTSD then Dark Samus shows up like give this girl a break and then I named my larvae pet I named it Bubby and he was great for five (laughs) seconds and then suddenly a horrible turn of events happened. I'm not even going to say it. it was very sad. We had a funeral basically in my Discord. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was very. It was a sad moment because I, all my reaction to the whole thing was so genuine. So I saved the highlight because this it was just a roller coaster of emotion. I beat Ridley, and I'm like, sweet, I beat the game. And everyone's like, Haha, no, you didn't. I'm like, what you mean? They're like, keep playing. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, and keep playing. And it wasn't hard. And then I almost lost the game with I think escaping with what point point .26 yeah point 24, <laughs> point .26 seconds left on the clock before the entire planet self-destructed how did I do that? I have no idea, Yeah, I have no idea
2: <laughs> you, 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 ran pa- you ran past just a little bit too far on your ship too, you had to like backtrack just a second, I had to then.
1: jump because the jump is so high that it right. sent me so far and I can't see below me, I'm like oh my god I passed my ship, oh my god I'm gonna <laughs> die I'm gonna blow up on this planet what would have happened, would I have to restart all that? yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and you didn't rescue the animals
1: I, I heard about that too but you know what the animals didn't help me either so whatever <laughs> I was so mad in that level too they're teaching me how to wall jump but guess what it still took me 45 minutes to learn how to wall jump
0: right right no but that that moment when Bubby uh, right Bubby when,
1: yes, when, Bubby.
0: When, when when Bubby sacrifices himself I that's when I was like 12 years old I was like I was so angry. I was I was like, if you watch the very beginning of that game and it's like the black and white, like remembering and everything, you're like, oh, it's like my pet. And then I was like, I I was like, dad, my Metroid died. He's like, what is a Metroid? Shut up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Someone actually linked me a CGI version of that entire fight. And it even brought more feels because I, Bubby was a face, not just oh, pixels.
0: Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so, okay. Well, we want to take some time before we get into the news and all that kind of stuff. We want to get to know you a little mm-hmm. bit better. Like kind of give us, give us your history with, with smash. And I know we did this on my other show, but because they're, some people only listen to one or the other, I, we're just going to kind of do it, do it again, you know?
1: just no problem us- yeah yeah i mean if for those of you that didn't tune into uh n 64s josh's uh podcast which you guys uh should have <laughs> if you guys didn't though uh basically i've been in the smash community since i want to say like 2015 been competing since then got into commentary around 2016 um was mostly a competitive player uh locally didn't really travel out of the state my first out-of-state tournament actually was mlg which was the tournament that Nairo defeated zero and ended his i believe it was 57 consecutive tournament wins streak 57 52 around there nonetheless it was insane um that was my very first out of state tournament that's when i realized that this this is legit like Mm -hmm. i want to continue doing this this is super fun um and then didn't really take commentary serious until october of 2016 when a local to of ours in south florida asked me to get on the mic and then from there was able to travel regionally within the state of florida did some events for MVG as well as some other events up in Gainesville, as well as Tampa, until I uh, started venturing out of the state of Florida, doing free gigs here and there for uh, VGBC, did uh, their glitch, their very first glitch side tournament, was my very first out-of-state tournament um, that I was able to commentate. at. And then after that, I kind of just started going uh, more nationally after I was able to do uh, my first job with Nintendo at San Diego Comic-Con, where I was able to commentate the 12 and under tournament for kids.
2: I love it. I could listen to that story all day long. What what's the what's the pin tweet on your Twitter? What does it say?
1: I'm the one who sounds like a little boy when I commentate your matches. <laughs> I think I posted that like in 2016, mind you. It was like that was the common thing. It was like who is who is this person on the mic When there's actually a very young player within the within the mdba scene his tag not even joking here his tag is booty king he was like at the time when he joined the scene he was like maybe like 14 maybe even younger than that and when he would get on the mic, sometimes talk and they're like who is that talking is that booty king i'm like no surprise it's not booty king it's me <laughs> it's funny i definitely have gotten that um online as well where i'm playing like overwatch <laughs> or something and this little boy was like aren't you supposed to be in school I'm like no aren't you supposed to be in school <laughs> so i just make a joke out of it because it's hilarious you know it's like suddenly surprised it's not that little boy that you definitely thought was uh behind the mic <laughs> right
0: right i love it i love it so what like getting into to, to doing commentary and stuff like that like It's not that's not like an easy road. Right. I mean, you've had to like work at this. You've had to you've had to grind.
1: Yeah. As long as you're okay with uh, thousands of people watching you talk about a game. I mean, how I think about it is uh, when I first started getting involved with commentary was I usually like would be a spectator, watch the screen, um, kind of like fold my arms, think about like what's going on, literally just detailing step-by-step, step, like, what I would do. Like, full my arm, talk about it, have some, you know, people around from the scene, you know, talk about, like, what's going on in the projector. It literally felt like just talking about a game that I enjoy competing in, um, visually, like, seeing certain certain situations that I'm not ever put into because they're characters maybe that I don't play, mm-hmm. uh, mindset that I, I don't really, like, have a grasp around, especially as a newcoming player. Um, I didn't really understand a lot of decision-making that was going into a lot of these plays until I was forcibly, like, I had to see on the screen when I saw it, I was exposed to it and it became a lot easier to process it. And similar to that, I just was thinking about like, Oh, like I'm talking to my friend and I'm talking about this game that I enjoy playing that just transfer that over to a camera pointing in my direction. And um, it was difficult in terms of like, you know, you have to get over certain things and like how you deliver to your audience, like who's your audience, Um, who's watching you, who do you want to get involved with the scene. So that's why I actually touch bases on a lot of uh, beginning stuff maybe not obviously like the bread and butters of certain things in the game that happens because that could be something that you could find re- repeating constantly on every broadcaster on, uh, but more so things that you know that maybe kids that are watching at home could feel like more in tune to, adults that have no idea what competitive smashes, stuff like that. And eventually you kind of develop your own style and you find uh, certain paths that help you get along with other commentators. So that way it complements your commentary better.
0: What was it like th- the first time you had to you had to uh, do some commentary. Where I mean, were the nerves like? Did you have any previous like being in front of a microphone, like performing and anything? This like is
1: that? gonna sound super weird. I actually was in a, I was a drama honor society for like my entirety of high school. Okay. It was called thespian honor society, and um, wasn't ever like I never had stage fright, and I didn't have any fright. Actually, did not get any nerves on the mic for like the first. Sh- half year. And then suddenly when the viewership started kicking more and more, that's when the, the, the nerve started kicking in. I'm talking about like, I lost sleep when they did the ESPN, Disney XD broadcast for Evo 2017. That terrified me because they're like, yeah, you know, it's going to be on live television. Don't mess up. And I'm thinking to myself, I could become a meme overnight. And you know what? (laughs) That's it. It's all over for me. Like I'm never going to be able to do this, but you know what? Like I actually lost, like I couldn't sleep for four days before the event to be quite honest with you. And It was just because it was one of those silly dreams where I I like fell asleep and dreamt that I I literally showed up to my block without pants. But I ended up solving my problem in the dream because in my head I was thinking to myself, they don't even see my legs. So I'm okay, (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, stuff like that. It was really funny, but I couldn't sleep. That was probably the most stressful broadcast I had. So honestly, didn't have nerves until like midway through my commentary career when the viewership started kicking up. But eventually, like things like, for example, the Smash Brother Ultimate Invitational, yeah. where I'm terrified probably for the first, you know, before the next two days until the event. And then the day of the event, the moment I get that first sentence out, it kind of becomes just normal. Like, this is a game that I've commentated before. This is a game that I was able to play for a little bit. I'm just going to do what I do best and just talk about a game that I'm genuinely enthusiastic to see and announce to other people.
0: Tell us about the prep for, for the invitational, like.
1: So it was, it was interesting because they didn't let us play the game until the night before. Yeah. And what they did was that they, they, when they showed us the game, obviously we were under an NDA. We couldn't talk to anybody. We couldn't have our phones out during the playtime. We, um, any notes that we wrote, they confiscated the notes and they kept it with them overnight. Like it was really, really serious. And it was for four hours that they let us play. But in those four hours, the commentators were basically like, I want to give, I guess for me personally, because all the commentators were able to do their own style of learning of the game. Me, I like to write, physically handwrite notes because that's how it sticks with me better. Because, you know, new Pokemon in the game, new assist trophies, you're not talking about just the new characters. We're talking about the casual gameplay as well. Mm-hmm. So we had to go into all the new items, all the items in general, refreshing our memories. since I don't play with items. I had to go through all the names of the items anyway. All the Pokemon that were in the game, all that stuff, all the new characters, anything changed with the old characters that were being displayed in the demo. Um, that on its own, I wrote maybe two and a half hours. So I only got an hour and a half of actual gameplay. This the day before the invitational i have been able to play the game a lot more in total i want to say six to seven hours in total with all the other events that ultimate has been brought to uh thanks to nintendo but uh yeah basically a lot of note-taking a lot of stress a lot of anxiety waking <laughs> up super early six in the morning and meeting sakurai <laughs> Whoa. that was intimidating because it was more so like We didn't we I didn't walk up to him to shake his hand before the event. It was like I I literally met him as in like we were standing behind the stage. Broadcast was about to go live. I'm like kind of like I I rock the boat sometimes and I'm just anxious waiting. And I (laughs) look to my left and Sakurai is just standing there with a mic in his hands, just standing there. He's maybe like two people away from me. And I'm like. Oh, my (laughs) God. That's my, that's my dad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't. How do I speak? I'm just not going to speak that's to him. I'm going to let dad. him do his thing, and he's just. He, he kind of looks at me for a little bit and then he just looks away again. I'm just like, oh my God, this guy totally thinks I'm so weird right now. I'm not even going to talk to him anymore. I'm not even going to bother to introduce myself. But yeah, he was there and um, I was able to say hi to him afterwards, but nonetheless, like before the broadcast, he was there and I was like, this is real. This is really going to happen. Like, let's do this. I'm totally
0: picturing you running at him like Buddy, oh my- the, like
2: Buddy the Elf and just tackling him. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, when when you were your four hours that you got before E3, was that Mm -hmm. with all the competitors there, too? Or was that just okay? so that was all of you guys playing kind of in one giant room?
1: yeah two of the people that actually helped me out the most in terms of like writing notes and little differences because a lot the problem with new games and when these players like they get hands-on experience with these games when they play characters that they have already played in the past games uh, a placebo effect could happen where you think that maybe something has changed when reality it hasn't mm. uh, maybe the frame data you think is different so I actually had Nairo and um, Leffen both help me out in terms of like mechanics and things that have changed where we actually were able to change like test them ourselves before like finalizing yes this is different no this is not different yes this ledge mechanic exists no this ledge mechanic does not exist um and i was like you guys are godsend like i was writing 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 looking writing 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 looking because it was them two and i was just writing next to them the whole time
0: it sounds so it sounds so awesome like i'm, I'm not i'm sitting here just like super jealous like oh my gosh like because i mean we watched the whole thing we were like you know we were you're, you were you killed it everybody there did such a great job, like just making that thing run smooth and, you know, seeing all the pros compete, uh, <laughs> watching, watching, uh, narrow go against the, uh, <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, the (laughs) free-for-all? I'm actually so happy that they let him in for that, too, because the whole, like, I want to say the main disappointment that a lot of people had when it came to the Invitational was that Nairo wasn't in it, and Nairo was the biggest, I want to say he is the biggest Smash streamer. He is the biggest Mm. influencer on the community. Nonetheless, like, yes, we understand Zero is the best player out there, but Nairo's... Nairo's family, the Nifus, like the way that he interacts <laughs> with his audience, the way that he meets with his fans, the way that he streams religiously, streams Smash, has his own mod pack, pushes his brand on stuff like he, I would say, has the most influence as a player mm. in the Smash 4 community. So that was the most surprising thing, in my opinion, that was like, oh, wow, like Nairo's not in this. Like, even though he's a contester for a top three like player in the community as well, um, it was kind of crazy. So I'm actually really happy that they were still able because he wasn't originally in their plan to put into uh, the people that were going to play with against the other people. Like they had the cosplayers, they had uh, the celebrities right. or I guess guests. They're not even like they didn't call celebrities, they called them like special guests. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. the cosplayers, the special guests. And I believe they had um, sport guests as well. And he now was part of the special guest. So I was like, oh, man, like I'm so hyped for this. They even got people from the crowd, I believe, mm-hmm. at one point. So it was. I was really excited for him because honestly, he does. He definitely deserved it. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was really. He he, he got his own skin now, right? As a as a mod, as yes! a mod pack. Oh my
1: god, that was he's so. A, funny. He's a zero
2: suit, Samus. It
1: it, it, <laughs> was, it was scary because it's. Scarily accurate, like it. It's, it looks just like him. <laughs> it looks just like him. I was like, "What?" Like I don't know. Like I, I think having a Vicky Corn be super hype, but I don't know if I could like see myself get hit in the game, I, like and these <laughs> dragon wings. Like, <laughs> but it was so cool. It looked like a Skyrim mod.
0: Oh wow, that's. I have to look up. Maybe I can find a. If I can find a clip or something, I can get it in, in the show notes for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh man. Well, that's that's awesome. Thank you thank you for uh you know just just taking the time and, and sharing that with us because it's, it's no of it's, course it's, it's i know so it's not cool. something
1: that a lot of people like hear hands-on like what's going on unless like we actively talk about it um i do know like i retouched really on some things when i i first started streaming around after the invitational and i really touched on some things but you know like you kind of lose track of all the details as time passes so like to recollect your memory and like talk about the, the, the whole thing it was definitely experience it was like you know shout out to nintendo for being able to have me out there like they gave opportunity to so many players to, you know, get on that stage and play the new game. And I I had a great time, honestly.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, let's get into our smash news. There's actually quite a bit this week. And uh, the first and probably biggest announcement was that Armada will no longer be competing in melee singles. And that's uh, insane. (laughs) That's it's nuts. I do have a I have a link in the uh, in the show notes, which I actually, I can't remember which link is it. Is it a highlight link? This is
2: this, or, No, this is his personal address on his YouTube channel. It's like a 13-minute video okay. of him kind of explaining. Um, it's very – he kind of opens himself up. It's He makes himself pretty vulnerable, kind of explaining why. He pretty much said that for the last year he just hasn't, hasn't had enjoyed – He hasn't enjoyed it, and he's like kind of just not – not been hyped to go to any of these events he he is excited and he pretty much chalked it up to the fact that in in life in in sports in anything you want to have goals and he feels like he's hit he kind of the the top goals that he set for himself so he has no, nothing to really strive for anymore mm-hmm. so he just he has he has goals that he wants to have for for team 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 fights but uh mm-hmm. other than that he just he's ready to hang it up kind of go out michael jordan style just didn't he he won at super smash con right
1: yeah i do so yeah yeah.
2: so kind of hang it up and call it good vicky what are your thoughts
1: um so at super smash con i do believe like he lost like two three to m2k um but the fact that he he i think he actually three to'd him Rick reverse three two me to king so like that was a crazy grand finals and the fact that he's retiring so soon before big house big house being a tournament that mostly focuses around melee uh mm. it's i can understand where he's coming from though you know like it's like at, the, at a point where you hit a brick wall and you're like i've done everything i could accomplish in this community i've taken it above and beyond, made it a career for myself, but I'm not having fun anymore. He does say that he doesn't want to quit doubles, I believe. So I think he actually will be still at Big House, but not for singles. I think he's going to be there for doubles Mm. only. I know he's not competing at Summit anymore, though. So... I obviously as somebody who has uh, been mostly like within the Smash 4 scene, I think it'd be very exciting to see his new start maybe establish more goals for Ultimate coming along. Mm -hmm. I know that it's a very difficult game in terms of uh, differences between what Melee players are used to going into a game like Ultimate because Ultimate has more so Smash 4 fundamentals I would say than Melee. So I think maybe if he still wants to double with Smash, if he doesn't want to completely drop it, that could be an opportunity that we would we would be seeing in december but there's no promises because from what it seems like it sounds like he really wants to focus more so on like real life stuff
2: mm-hmm. he's also gunning for your job
1: yeah 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 that, <laughs> he, want, he that, wants to commentate that, a little that bit that happens with every retired player <laughs> but you know i've actually pitched this multiple times and I, I don't know if i said it on the podcast last, last time but i I I did when I did an Overwatch event in Taiwan, what the way that they had the commentary desk set up was middle person was a host, which in the US is actually right person is host. But over there in Asia, they had middle person as host, uh, right person as commentator and left person as pro player insight. Now. I liked that setup and actually suggested it a few times at events because what that brings is a professional player giving insight from a professional player point of view. Right. I've actually have, um, asked Supergirl Kels to get on the mic with me whenever she can, whenever she's looking. for The thing is is like as somebody who's also playing in bracket as a pro player, you're representing your sponsors, you're representing your team. Um, you're also trying to get results on your own. And as somebody who has tried to split both at the same time, because I do compete at events when I'm allowed to, it is extremely difficult to put your all into one thing if your focus is on another. You have to make sure your blocks don't interfere with your brackets. You have to make a sh- make sure that like you're able to be okay after losing and getting on the mic. Okay. You know your head might not be in the right place after. Like I know that's definitely something my problem. Like I cannot play lose. And get on the mic. I need at least five minutes in between, like because you know you just lost. You try sure. to sink in, like what? Why did I lose? How did I lose? Like what was it? Because I got outplayed? Was it because of myself? Like all that stuff um, comes into mind and uh so that's why a lot of these pro players don't make it like a full-time thing where they want to be both pro players and commentators so that's why you got the entertainers like you know ee tk they do a really good job at hyping up matches while also adding in a good sense of humor Mm. um but then you get players like zero that you saw at smash and splash he was was able to provide a deeper insight to play styles because not only did he play these players at a top level player as a top level player but he also has the mindset as, as a pro player to know what their decision-making is going to be, to know what they're going to be going for in a way where, um, players who are maybe just high-level players but not pro-level players or even mid-tier players won't be able to fully grasp and explain in the best way for an audience to understand but that also could be a double-edged sword so a pro player could be discussing things in a way where a casual audience member just won't be able to pick up on it so yeah it's like it's like why is he talking so fast what is he saying what are these situations like all going over their head so it's like you gotta well, do especially Zero it zero.
2: zero just gets going too
1: yeah yeah he gets super <laughs> hype he's super charismatic as well um, he was super hype on the mic at Smash, Smash. Like, he's also like since he's Hispanic I think he does a really good job like I feel that like he does a really good job yeah. at keeping the tone and hype in his voice when it comes to like announcing plays that's why he like when he screamed everyone was like oh my god this is hype <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah now, now all these pro players that are retiring definitely keeping their eyes on commentary and I don't blame them honestly because at the same time they're going to be able to provide that insight that you really want to be getting from another commentator who doesn't uh, play at the level game that somebody like Armada does yeah. and at the same time they're able to get involved in Smash Love completely dropping the hobby which is also why I suggest maybe for all we know he could dabble in ultimate and actually like it
2: for sure so speaking of ultimate do you think that I mean there's what maybe four heavy hitters kind of left in melee a little bit now Sorry,
1: repeat that four,
2: like four big heavy hitters kind of left in in melee that are still active. Do you think it's kind of a
1: good amount of players still like going pretty ham in the game?
2: Do you think it's maybe possibly the beginning of the end where people might start taking a look at ultimate?
1: I don't I don't know. I don't think so. To be honest, I think melee is always I think melee (laughs) is always going to be there because it's like I I, whenever I think about melee, I think about a game like an actual sport game like baseball. Game's been in for so long. Mm. They haven't changed anything about the game in forever, right. you know? And I feel like that's something that Melee has where things, like, right now, for example, I feel like right now is a perfect, like, example as to how healthy Melee is doing. Aside from the fact that Armada's not playing anymore, we got new players coming up. You know, we got we got Zayn, you know? Like, he did some crazy stuff um, at that past tournament. Like, what was it, it Shine? Like, he, it's crazy it's crazy to see like how we have newcomers actually doing well at these events and not the usual players placing like mango hbox m2k like no we have other players involved now we have pluff doing crazy stuff now we got zane like i feel like that's a good healthy balance and as well as the fact that they don't have like a thousand foxes or a thousand you know we have marth we got Sheik. we got uh fox then we got falcon it's like in smash 4 though you look at evo and the Evo diversity in smash 4 was way more lackluster than the diversity that you would see in melee or a better example yet would be shine when you would see the the shine top eight i commentated top eight for shine 57 57 or 52 games played with bayonetta in all of top gate of in all of top eight 52 games we're talking four Bayo dittos back to back to back to back three out of five with they're not counting resets so like it's it's crazy like I was like okay this is not looking great right now (laughs) like i don't mind commentating the character no problem my best friend plays a character i actually play that character more than any other matchup in smash 4 absolutely don't mind it but I could see from a viewer point of view how somebody who maybe not, doesn't really watch a lot of Smash is seeing this and they're like, oh, they're just doing the same thing. When did they land? Like, when did they touch the test of stage? Again? <laughs> and then you see melee. You see a little bit an older game that has more of a diverse top eight. And you're kind of left wondering, like, okay, this is a little bit more exciting. There's different characters. So I, I don't think melee is gonna be clocking out anytime soon. I know, I know with the 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 absence of Armada is definitely gonna shake the community a bit. But I feel like this is going to also open up a new door for a potential new player to rise to the ranks and maybe uh, find that motivation that Armada had and finally completed.
0: Well, and if it, if some of these new players do really step up and it they. And look, I'm just looking at uh, Deck T, Put Zane, Pulp, Leffen, he, he names a few players. Like we could have an old gods versus new gods kind of marketing going on in the, in I would, the future. That would be
1: so hype, actually. I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that, actually. That sounds pretty hype. Um, But yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I really, to be quite honest with you, don't think half of these melee players, half of these melee top players are going to even dabble with ultimate, to be quite honest with you. It's again, like the example falls back into baseball where it's like, a lot of these, a lot of these players, they like to play the game. They don't like a lot of change. Um, you, you throw it something that's different to them and they just don't like it. They're not very open to the idea of it. They rather set for what's comfortable. I mean, for a game that has been what it's like, this game is as almost as old as me to be quite honest. And it's still going as strong as it is like they're that. So if you ask these players, a lot of melee players, you ask them what their favorite game is for somebody that's playing a game for that long. And they say, Melee, like, you got to be like, okay, like, why is this game that has been out for so long? Why is this game that you've been playing for so long have not gotten tired of your favorite game? And, you know, more and more people in the community will answer that same question. And then you go to Smash 4 and you ask them, so what's your favorite game? 90% 90% of the community probably will not tell you Smash 4, which is okay. They'll probably have different games that they can favor themselves. Like myself, I, I know Smash 4 is not my favorite game, but it's in my top five. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of the games that changed my life. You know, I, I like Call of Duty. I like all these other games. And Melee, though, these these are diehard fans. Like, Melee is their favorite game, and Melee will be their only favorite game.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, we... Uh, Mr. Cool Red Luigi mentioned it early on when we first started talking about Armada, but, like, he said he made Peach relevant in Melee. Like, I I... Before the show started, I'm like, you know, I want to just I want to just kind of brush up on some of his highlights and watching him with Peach was unbelievable. Just unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe just the way he would just have his way with Fox. I was like, whoa, it was it was unreal. It was unreal.
1: His, his, his turn of placements, as well as like his positioning, is just yes. insane. I think that's what really helped him out with Peach because he would throw things and like place hitboxes in areas where people were just like, okay, I'm going to make it back to the state. Oh, never mind. <laughs> well,
0: Deck T says, we'll never see Peach again now. Sad.
1: Face. Oh, he's not wrong though. He's so right. Like, he is so right. Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't think Peach will be up there in the ranks um, anymore. I mean, I know there's going to be there's other better, um, you know, not so bad Peach players, but obviously Armada being the best, you're not going to be seeing her that often.
0: Uh, All right. Well, moving along in Smash News, the the new dock and Joy-Cons that are uh, available with the special edition are also there is a placeholder at Play Asia. Uh, We have a link to uh, Nintendo Wire article so if you don't, if you really like the dock, but you kind of thought the Joy-Cons were a little lackluster, like like we we kind of do, like you can almost DIY those things with a little bit of masking tape and some spray paint if you want. It's just like two lines. Um, but you really liked the dock, you're going to be able to import it from, uh, from Play Asia. So that's kind of cool. Because really without, with the tablet not having any graphics on the back, the dock is kind of the only thing that's really appealing to me. And uh, I know when we told Vicky, she was like, what?
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that they actually sold the dock and the Joy-Con separately. Like I thought it was just a Switch bundle pack. So now that you told me that they actually had the dock sold separately and then the Joy-Con sold separately, like count me in for the dock. I don't really need the Joy-Cons, um, but the dock in general looks so cool for the, the ultimate design that I'm going to be checking that link out. Here's
0: Here's what kills me. Here's what kills me. The Splatoon 2 Pro Controller... On the on the on the sides, the grips are the same mm. colors as the Joy Cons that they released for Splatoon two. And Ooh. when the Pro controller was shown for Smash and it had white grips, I was like, "We're getting we're getting our white Joy Cons, right? We're finally yeah, I getting." I would have gotten white Joy Cons if they had it come out. That thing would have been in a, a no brainer for me whatsoever. If they had been white Joy Cons, or the other thing I've been saying is, if they had been black, I would have been I would been all about it. Like. They just, they look smooth. It's okay.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're thinking, I feel like they're going to come up with like a different design throughout the years to keep the game a little bit more refreshed and keep people buying the bundle packs.
0: Oh, the beautiful thing with Smash is if, if the game does very well, which I am, I have no doubt in my mind it's going to, (laughs) then what we're going to probably see is, you know, Next year, if there's any DLC that drops, maybe the following year we see then the ultimate, ultimate pack that has everything included. You know what Everybody, I mean? Everybody, even <laughs> the DLC.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're like, maybe they announce like a DLC character, like example. This is my dream example, but um Kingdom Hearts gets released in January, and then suddenly Sora's in Smash. Oh my God, <laughs> buy your Kingdom Hearts uh, Smash influence package here today. And it's like a copy of Kingdom Hearts downloadable for the Switch, and then like a Kingdom Hearts is <laughs> or like smash with Sora in the cover, like joy cons or something. I don't even know. Like I'm, I'm reaching here, but you see why I'm reaching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it though. I like it. So uh, this is a possible leak crawler. I'm going to let you take this one, but we want to just let everybody know, like fast forward 30 seconds to a minute or whatever. If you don't want any leaks, if you're in here live, we're going to talk about a possible leak. It's just an echo character for another fighter, but we want to be, I know some people really just want to be surprised. I wasn't super like excited when I said, I'm like, oh cool. That would have been a good surprise. Uh, yeah, we've talked <laughs> we've talked
2: about it. I think a few weeks ago. We've put that out as possible. So but, go ahead yeah. and fast forward just a few seconds here. We'll just talk about it real quick. But the uh the potential leak, I think we've seen a screenshot posted as well of in-game footage. Uh has Ken from Street Fighter in the game as Ryu's echo. So, so.
0: you know what I, I really hope we see is his his stage from from Street Fighter with the uh, with the barrels, you know.
1: <laughs> you know, I, in my Suzaku Castle for Smash 4, I literally only had Kent's theme like playing as the background music. I lowered every other song and I just put Kent's theme up. Because I think Kent's theme is way better. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I actually if that's a real if that's real, if it like that came out today um is actually true, I, I actually felt like it is gonna happen. Like I, I've read a few lists myself, they all have him in it. Um, and I kind of would see the opportunity to put Ken as reuse Echo Fighter, like, what not, like, you know, what better character? It would be hype if they added Chun-Li, I'm just saying. But oh, yeah. I could definitely see Ken being a better replica to for reuse Echo Fighter than Chun-Li, for example. So uh, I, I kind of just saw it coming. Like, I, it's not so surprising. Although I, we were talking about this with you guys, like, beforehand. I hate leaks. I, I don't right. like leaks at all. Like my curiosity kills me, but I rather see like the genuine reaction. I think I, you know what, to be honest though, I think even after, like even if I saw Ken as a, like an announcement, I probably wouldn't even react. I don't think I would react. Like I, not that I wouldn't be hype. It's just more so like I kinda it. yeah, kind of saw it. Yeah. It's kind
2: of like, duh. I yeah. mean, it makes, it makes sense with all the echoes that are coming out. That's, that's a no brainer.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Akuma is also another one. And if they really wanted to throw out the troll, Dan, he could be uh, he could be in there as well. So wild. That'd be crazy. Right. So this this is some of the best news I heard today. I was like I was really hoping that Nintendo would would step up and 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 do this. We're about to tell you. And they did it. I was so happy. Chris Taylor goes by at spooky. uh Speak spooky. wobbler on Twitter.
1: Wobbler. I think that's wobbler. Spooky. wobbler. Well,
0: I, I, yeah,
2: I, and I may, I may have added an extra. O. I don't know, but <laughs> I'll, try, um, I'll try to find the Twitter link so we can actually link it in the show notes. But yeah, I
0: have it. Going. I have it right here. You have it. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, it's in our old, it's in our old uh, call. So that's why okay, I I'll see find it. it. But, um, he unfortunately is uh has terminal cancer and his his basically his, his dying request was i just want to play smash like i'm i've been so hyped for this game and it doesn't look like i'm going to make it uh to its release and nintendo contacted him on tuesday and said hey we're going to bring a switch with the e3 demo and he got to play for 3 hours with his uh his mom brother and his friend and <laughs> vicky's face
1: <laughs> that is amazing you just literally made my entire day you have no idea i saw that and i retweeted the post actually yeah same and I, I, I and i'm like i really hope they do it i don't know how strict nintendo is in terms of like letting people play their product but this is a special case and yeah. i really hope they do it and i you literally i literally did not know if he was able to play or not i had no idea and yeah. you just told me right now and I am so happy that actually just made my day. Oh my God. I'm so happy for him.
0: Yeah. He, I mean, and he said, he's like, okay, I got, they, they contacted me and they said, don't tell anybody we're coming. They don't want, you know, cause even having the game in the switch in route is like, it's, you know, it's, it's super, it's There's, super
1: classified. Yeah. Everything they do is majorly classified. Yeah. Like, they have to go get through walls and walls of permission to do anything,
0: right? And so he, you know, he said, "Fine, that's that's fine." And then they showed up today. They played for three hours, and then they left. And he's, I'm, mean, he's, he's, his Twitter is blowing up. He's v- very, very
2: happy. So yeah, he got to play with a, a I think a friend with him, and then his parents were there as well, and two reps from Nintendo came. So yeah, yeah. all the feels. All of the feels exactly. So and we do I wonder
1: if they recorded it.
0: Uh, I, right. Yeah, it's a good good question. He is posting some pictures. There are gonna be pictures going up. They just and they may be up as of as of recording. Um he just he was waiting for his mom to send him is <laughs> what he said. Like Aww. I'm just waiting for my mom to send me the pictures. So um so yeah. But it, it, it is is it spooky wobbler or wobbler? I don't know. There is two O's, right? Did I have it
2: spelled right? There are two have- O's, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: I should-
2: yeah, and there's some pictures. yeah, there's some pictures of him in his house playing playing on a TV with controller in hand with looks like two friends. Cool. So,
0: we have his we have his Twitter link here if you want to be able to uh if you want to be able to uh check him out. Oh, and, and I see him,
1: it. So. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, it's very this cool. This is so
1: wholesome.
0: Yeah, it's really really oh. cool. Really, cool,
1: you guys should definitely check that out, guys at spooky Wobbler, yeah, um, his name is Chris Taylor. He was able to play um Ultimate. I don't know if you guys didn't see his thread beforehand, but um he really wanted to play the game, Unfortunately, he has terminal cancer, and uh he just wanted to get his hands on the game before anything could have potentially happened to him before the release date, so I'm actually just so happy to hear that Nintendo was able to help him out. Oh, that's amazing, yeah,
0: very cool, very cool, all right, well, the pro controller bundle was announced not announced but they showed the box right after we ended last week's show (laughs) and the internet was
2: you know all the buzz because there's spaces missing on the and uh, and characters out of order and all sorts of
1: wait on his demo hazards way no 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 no, on uh,
2: the on the pro controller bundle for the pro controller bundle
1: i've seen it but like I didn't I analyze it. Let me see.
2: So, so there's
0: spaces missing. Not all the characters are represented. And like, I mean, there were some people that like went into like beautiful mind mode and started like, well, based on this math and all this, I was like, "Whoa, you guys just math that thing so hard."
2: Oh,
1: I see exactly <laughs> what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, cuz we're
2: only see we're only seeing one side of the the end cap of the box that has six lines with six characters across. And then on the bottom, bottom line, there's two missing spots.
1: Yeah, I see that.
2: Obviously, people are thinking Isabel goes in one of those spots and then, and then the one Internet one. goes start. Things. Yeah, but but characters are out of order. There's echoes next to their their primary fighter as well, because Richter and Simon, I think, are on that and box. And so is
1: Daisy and Peach as well. And Crom and Roy. Um, Yeah, I see them. Dark Pit and Pit. Oh man, actually though, that's crazy. Yeah, I could definitely see what people probably did with this box art. And I <laughs> honestly would say that that's not going to be the finalized box art either.
0: There's yeah, there's a good chance we we I mean, we don't we don't know. What was interesting a few weeks ago when the the bundle leaked for just the the switch itself, that ended up being uh at least the same one Nintendo showed off at uh at during the direct, but um the, I mean, Maybe one of them's well, I don't want to say. We we were already fast forwarded through it. Wait, so well, but, I stopped I stopped myself just in time. Just in time,
1: uh, just in, time <laughs> in case
0: it was the leaked character. So um but you know, yeah, Isabel could 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 fill the spot. There's uh who knows? Who knows what we're gonna I don't what, what I didn't see
1: doing? Mario. Yeah, I don't see Mario. There's a lot of characters that aren't there actually.
2: Sure. Yeah, like yeah. I oh, said. Oh wait,
1: it could be because they're in the front of the box. Actually,
2: right, right. front of the box or the side, yeah, other yeah, side, yeah. or
1: yeah, there, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, it was basically <laughs> just Nintendo. Congratulations for the the under your, your marketing here, because everybody was like, <laughs> "There's two spots missing," right. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: they're so good at this too. They're so good at keeping everybody on that thread. Right. It's fantastic.
0: I love it. I love it. So, uh. This was something we watched. I think it released a couple weeks ago. I'm not.
2: Yeah, it was. It was like, we a, okay. we were just slacking. We were slacking on it. Yeah. We, just we kept talking about it and forgetting to put it in our notes. So yeah.
0: The, the moment the crawler sent me the link, I was able to, um, um, watch it at work. Kind of just, you know, I didn't, I get, I had to just kind of, I had my Bluetooth headphones on. It was just kind of more listening than watching, but, um, Same. uh, rivalries zero versus ally. Um, made by Finally James. We'll have a link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's on YouTube. It's really cool. Like,
1: it's amazing. I saw a same here because I was doing a homework assignment. Uh, this term has been crazy for me, but I was doing a homework assignment while listening uh, to the audio of the Rivalries documentary on Zero and Ally, and I was I honestly it was amazing it was amazing it it was it it displayed perfectly not just like Zero and Ally in total though it explained and displayed the Smash community as well as like at its most positive Mm -hmm. it was a positive rivalry it wasn't anything toxic or anything like that and I I actually really enjoy like the crazy intense moments that they would have they would always go back and forth to each other throughout the mid time of like Smash 4 you know like Civil War was all about them so when they included that in there I was like okay okay like that that was pretty hype yeah no finally james did a really good job at that and i actually had no idea that that documentary was in the making the entire time like i was like wow this has been going on for a really long time i had no idea
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really really worth a watch so Mm -hmm. um i think it's about an hour long but it was it was really good yeah yep right around an hour so
0: uh lastly the smash ultimate guide the uh what is it the the there's a collector's edition and a regular edition regular edition correct the yeah. uh uh pre-order is up on amazon if you if you want to go through my affiliate link it's just n64josh.com slash smash guide you can go you can go check it out otherwise just just go search for it on amazon um the collector's edition has like 159 100, yeah, 150. it's like
2: 354 versus like two two 05 or something like that on the regular so it's got some, something in there who knows it looks hardbound really as well um I don't know what the price point difference is. I think when I pre-ordered it, it was 40, but then I saw a tweet today that said it was down to 30 and I double checked my order and Amazon adjusted the price. So it's down to 30 for the collectors right now. Oh, nice. That's actually not bad. No, yeah,
0: no. And that's smash is like the only, I don't ever buy strategy guides, but I'm like, I'll definitely get one
2: for smash just because. And those usually come with a a digital copy as well. So you can have access to both hardbound and and digital yeah
0: which is super cool so um again if you just you can type in n64 josh.com slash smash guide, it'll take you right to the uh right to the listing on amazon um that's it for news now we're going to get to uh the super smash bros blog and we got uh
2: starting on isabel
0: starting on isabel so she's our uh she was the 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 next character released. You want to go ahead and read uh, about Isabel there, Crawler.
2: Yeah. So this was on the sixteenth. Um, so number sixty eight fighter is Isabel. So Isabel joins the battle from Animal Crossing New Leaf. She uses various trinkets from around the village to battle. Her side special fishing rod not only allows her to snag and bring opponents closer, it can also be used as a recovery move. So this kind of touches based her? on what. Yeah, it kind of touches based on what we talked about last week with. Like Lucas to Ness with the the snake tether and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. kind of Isabel to Villager is Ness to Lucas to Ness, kind of. We're
0: gonna we're gonna talk a little more about Isabel at the end here. We're gonna keep moving. Shovel Knight is an assist trophy, which is so crazy that he is in Smash. Right, like this little four man team creates this game and now they're I mean, they've sold over a million units of Shovel Knight and it's their character is in one of Nintendo's biggest franchises
1: of all that's time. That's super hype. I, I wasn't expecting him to be a fighter to be quite honest, but to see him as an assist trophy, I was like okay, that's that must feel so good to know that like your your small little team was able to put together a character that finally made it big. You know, like the character in general had gotten a lot of traction, was on the poll already for like the Smash Four ballot characters. But the fact that like he now is in, in Smash Ultimate, although not as a playable character, but just there in general as an assist trophy, like that's pretty hype. Yeah,
2: but but for forty dollars you can go play as him in Blade Strangers. That's true. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Why I unlocked him this weekend. Very true. So and that game is pretty solid. So
0: I recommend I recommend I've heard it very out. good
1: things about it. Actually, yeah,
0: it's good. It's good. So uh, here's what it, he's got. A line of characters just buried in the dirt behind him. Poor we fit trainer. Um, it says Shovel Knight assist trophy, blue armor, horns and a shovel. That's right. It's Shovel Knight with his trusty shovel blade. He can uh, bury opponent, uh, bury an opponent in the ground or throw rocks as he digs. He may even dig up some food. Oh, okay. There you go. A little bit, a little bit of health there. So, okay. Today's music is happy home designer title theme. Enjoy the arrangement by Kazumi uh, Totaka, a staff member from the original game. So I'm going to go ahead and play the music for us here right now. Here it is.
2: so good. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one because the start of that got me very intrigued.
1: (laughs) So wait, did you say that was from Animal Crossing? Happy
0: Animal Crossing, (laughs) happy home designer.
1: (laughs) What? Animal Crossing, All right, like, more like Animal Rocket, yeah. Right, that's so what's what, that's that actually? What, <laughs> like, yeah. I
0: was like, yeah. Mythical One said the same thing. That's awesome. So I don't know what, like, did they hire a bunch of guys that used to play in eighties like glam bands or something? Like those harmonizing guitarists, man. They're just they're just singing together. <laughs> that
1: was so, amazing. Yeah,
0: super cool. Super cool. All right, uh, today's stage, uh, Vicky. Do you have these in front of you? The um, I actually you say that again, it just cut out stinking discord. Oh, oh, so opened up the- the, the 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 blog. You got it open. You said,
1: can you hear me? It,
0: it can now. No, yep, can. There it is. Yep. It just okay, it okay, was okay. literally cutting. It. it was like the yeah, worst yeah. possible cell phone thing. Like, can you
1: Hello, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. The discord. Yeah, yeah. I'm on oh, where it says today's music.
0: OK, so right above it. you Want to go ahead and read us about the uh, the stage on the 18th?
1: Yeah, today's stage. Onette, Ness's hometown has a drugstore in the middle and houses on either side. Watch out for the cars entering the stage from the right. They can hit you for 30% damage. What the what? <laughs> that's a lot of damage. I actually like I know it has a lot of knockback, but I did not know it was exactly 30%. That's
2: that's no joke. That is no joke. So I so I wonder on that stage, if you turn off hazards, are there just no cars? Um Or are they just gonna drive right through you?
1: I think there would be no cars like I thought about this plenty of times how they would like make no hazards. I don't think it would be like an FD since there's an Omega stage list, like since there's Omegas and hazards off. I don't think it would be like Omega O-Net, but I could see it be like without the cars or it would still be it would it still not be legal because of the walk offs. But if it would be like this, probably without the cars.
2: You want to take the next uh, next one there, Nightcrawler? So we got uh, fighter number 23 Ganondorf. Uh, his new design matches his appearance uh, in the legend of Zelda or of time. Now he uses his sword for all of his smash attacks. He's a bit slimmer than he was before, but his warlock punch is, is uh, is devastating for his final smash. He transforms into Ganon, the demon King and quickly charges forward. Ooh.
0: All right. And the last character that they have given us from the 20th was uh, Pikachu. Vicky, you want to take that one as
1: well? Oh, yes, Pikachu, which is going to probably be one of the best characters in Smash Ultimate. Number eight, this fear fighter uses electric moves like Thunder Joel and Thunder. Pikachu Libre is one of the alternate costumes, and you can tell she's female by the shape of her tail.
2: Little heart. Yeah, the little heart. Yep. So. Josh learned that earlier this year. I learned that as well. I didn't I didn't know that either.
1: I learned that when they announced female Pikachu even being a thing like it was just a heart-shaped tail. I thought they had a female Pikachu like in the very old and olden part of like the anime and it was like a normal Pikachu, with like a normal tail, but I guess they actually like distinguished it with the heart-shaped tail now.
0: So, I don't know very much about Pokémon, so I'm going to ask a <laughs> I'm going to ask a quick question here. Is Pikachu its name? Or his like species?
1: Both. <laughs> yeah, it's both. They they say <laughs> both. Like Pikachu's are Pikachu's. Okay, and they're not Pika Men. <laughs> they're, P- <laughs> 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 they're Pikachu. Where's Kirby?
2: She's gonna start shaking her head at you. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: okay. Butterfree's are Butterfree's. They're not Buttermen. <laughs> okay.
0: That's cool. I, I just I was just wondering like, man, they they call that one Pikachu all the time. And then they said there's female Pikachu. Like now I'm really confused. Like what But they
2: also say their name to speak <laughs> as well.
0: So.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's their language too. They speak shouting out their own name. Just in case you forget. <laughs>
0: One one day I'm gonna figure all this stuff out. One day.
2: One day. All right. So Twitch was Twitch was playing all the Pokemon for you to watch. On, I, I guess on, I, I missed.
1: Yeah, that. they were. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had a yeah. friend that was watching in real time. I couldn't watch any of them, but I heard really good things.
2: Rock Redford's <laughs> mad because you played yellow. You did play yellow. Yeah, that
1: that was, was your first
2: JRPG.
0: That was like before Vicky was born
1: that I <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow that, that's crazy to think about that that is but yeah wow
1: <laughs> my first pokemon was uh red and leaf green but that was specific i wanted the games before then but that was specifically because i was allowed to play fire Red and leaf green um at the time when it came out
0: gotcha gotcha so i think i actually played it in like two- when game boy color came out so it's like 2001 i think is when i when i finally went through it but <laughs> maybe night might have been 99 so um all right Vicky, you yes. have had uh, multiple uh, hands-on with ultimate, right? And I've seen some, I've seen some different tweets some videos you've put out, things like that. And uh, so just give us some impressions, like who have you played? Give us some impressions. I know you, you've tweeted out some possible combos and kill confirms, things like that. So, w- where, so where are you The at?
1: characters I've been able to dabble with hands-on have been Marth, um I've played what did I play Bayo? I wasn't too sure if I played Bayo. I think I played maybe a game with Bayo. I played Marth, I played Kirby, I played a little bit of Bayo, mostly Corrin. Um what other character? I did dabble a little bit with Inkling as well. And I'm I gonna stop
0: s- you real quick. What did you think of Inkling? Like to me I got Fast. a little bit of a Fox vibe from it. Like it,
1: fast. I got. I got literally just the definition of fast. The character is going to have a lot of tech ability. I would say, like in terms of like, um, I, I feel like the character is going to have a high ceiling uh, cap in terms of like skill, just because of the fact that I think the character could do a lot of interesting things, just with the paint on the ground, putting mm-hmm. paint on the opponent, um, taking advantage of the fact that they get deals extra damage on the opponent. Um, I forgot. I, I wrote down this on my notes. I forgot if it del- if it alters with knockback. I'm not too sure. I think it just has to do with. Um, the damage on the opponents when they have paint splattered on them but in terms of like the movement the movement could be increased if they put the paint on the floor and the the actual inkling moves faster and the opponent moves slower so like I think just in general I think that's going to open up a lot of opportunities of like triplats what are they going to do on triplats are they going to cover the spacing here by putting paint on the platform covering any opportunity you have by a ledge maybe cover the platform if you do land on it they have a better way of reacting to it if you're going to be slower Mm. like stuff like that I've Played against a few care like few players slash characters as well. Like I was able to play against um, mistake. They played a bayonetta against me for like an hour and a half when we were in Canada, and he's so ecstatic for bayonetta because he thinks that bayonetta is still super good, which he was still so still so able to the combo people. He told me himself That's- that he thinks that SDI is like not prominent at all in the new game like it's there but it barely makes a difference and Leo's it was gonna be
2: completely different though and than yeah, what it is home, in the demo because zach Zachari was shaking his head when he saw mk leo just destroy at the invitational so
1: <laughs> i literally was like oh mistake you can't see lean with people i played limo in um in ultimate for oh like i want to say like 30 minutes at evo and he couldn't see lean Call me and he goes girl, do you know who I am? I'm not Lima. I'm like, okay. And then he played me. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to play against you anymore. <laughs> it's so It was so funny. But yeah, he was still able to do a lot of crazy things with Bayonetta, even in Ultimate. But nonetheless, the characters I was able to play against were like Snake, Pikachu, um, Cloud. Uh, I would say, yeah, I, honestly, not so diverse in what you would think because of the fact that like a lot of the characters that people are waiting on aren't like the older characters are waiting to play crom they're waiting to play um the Belmonts, they're waiting to play Dark Samus, all these people. Now, I'm try- I'm waiting to play Isabel out, now, out here now. <laughs> I played against Ridley as well. Um, there's actually a video that will be uploaded soon, or unless Xx already uploaded it, but I know Bam and I played. It was Ridley versus uh, Kirby, which is the video, actually, that I showcase, um, I believe, on my Twitter, where Kirby was able to do the down air into Rock, both on the ground and in the air. It seemed as if it was a confirm, which would open the possibility that now Kirby could potentially have kill confirms because that was the biggest lackluster thing the character had Mm. now the character also has uh kirby melee dash attack so instead of in smash 4 when kirby would do a dash attack he would spin his legs like in the air and like hit you while his hands are on the ground and instead of that in melee he would literally rush forward as like a meteor ball with just on fire and that's how he is in ultimate now okay so um little little changes to that there's one of the things I would say I dislike in Ultimate, and it's I guess it has to do with familiarity, would be the fact that things don't seem as if they combo like they should. Example would be I've played majority of the entire Ultimate demo with Corn because I do plan on playing Corn in Ultimate. Um, she's extremely different. Her pin does not work at all the same. Uh, now instead of a punish tool, you actually have to use your brain. <laughs> it's it's, it's it's insane. I <laughs> have to use my brain. But <laughs> nonetheless, I actually have to like watch out when you use pin because the, the move in general just has a lot of lag. You can't rise with it. Even if you kick, you land with a ton of lag because you have to wait for her character model to lay down on the ground and then to physically get up before you could commit to another action. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a big nerf to her. So you have to play around that by uh, now you could can cancel pin. So to compensate over the fact that pin is just extra laggy, now you can actually drop. From the pin, so you could hold pin, and instead of having to kick forward or jump up, you could just press down on the analog stick, and corn just drops from her pin at any time. You could mix up the timing to it. Um, you could also have pin as an active hitbox by a ledge. You could ledge cancel it a little bit easier, in my opinion, now while staying in, uh, staying grounded by the ledge. So, like stuff like that, I would say uh, have helped her out. But other than the fact that like Kirby and Korn were mostly my main characters that I was able to dabble with in Ultimate, um, my biggest complaint for both characters was certain combos just didn't feel like they were still there anymore. So for example, would be Kirby, forward throw into fair, re-grab, forward throw into fair, usually works on like, Midweight characters, heavier, midweight to heavier characters. And in Ultimate, it doesn't even work like on DK. So I was like, that it works once. It works the, you know, uh, four throw into fair. That was the only thing that worked, but you couldn't get the re grab and you couldn't get the next fair. Corn, for example, she was able to get a single down tilt into a single up tilt, which is a true combo. Um, and then she was able to go for a fair fair in Smash 4. In Ultimate, the most you would get would be down tilt once, up tilt once, and then one fair before you would have to actually like, try to reach over for the second fair. You would have to see where your opponent's dying for it to connect. So it's like, okay, so certain things, a knockback is what seems like it's off, in my opinion. I feel like that was the one thing that a lot of people talked about when E3 demo came out. Uh, After the Invitational, people's biggest complaint was knockback. And it wasn't until recently where... I guess as I got more comfortable with the controls because we're not allowed to play on GameCube controllers. Right. We're only, yeah. We're only playing on pro controllers yep. and we're not using our game tags. So we're not using our button layout. <laughs> exactly. That we do. Yes. So as I've been playing more, I've gotten used to what they've been giving us. And I could say like the knockback is definitely like one of the biggest things I don't like. Um, a character though, that seems to benefit off of the new knockback in the game is Ike. I would say Ike could, is scary. Like he is you know in general he was already scary because he's basically a tank character mm-hmm. and the way they balanced that was his speed his slow speed and his slow aerial drift but now in ultimate everybody's fast everyone could go anywhere and <laughs> i could do the same thing so picture the same kill potential that he has and all the kill power and the damage output he has and then you add that with speed and it's like he's a. Uh, He's a fast tank. He's about to hit you with that big sword and <laughs> it's gonna hurt. So I actually think he he benefits greatly from um resetting neutral and the fact that he actually seems like he has a good amount of combos. Same combos as like Smash 4, but combos that also come out that like he forces you to be safe when you land back onto the ground. And especially since you can't air dodge now, like you usually can in Smash 4, you have to be wary of where you're air dodging if you want to make it back to the stage.
0: Hmm. Deck T says the controllers and button layout is so hard to get used to. And uh, the grab on L is so, is so weird. Like I, when I played it at PAX, I was like, "What? I can't like, I play this on my 3DS sometimes. Right. You know, like I, I'm used to that. But then when I, when I, when I started playing, I had been playing so much on the GameCube controller and I hadn't touched the 3DS. I was like, how do I jump? What button does what, you know, like it, 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 it threw me off. It really did. So deck pieces I just you, cannot grab.
2: Vicky, right now, do you do a lot of button mapping on your on your GameCube controller?
1: I do, actually. So if I could display it, um, since my chroma key isn't on, you guys could actually see my controller. So the way I have my controller layout is this bumper trigger is not shield. It's actually special because it helps me do B-reverses better. This back bumper, the other back bumper, is shield. Uh, I use my C-stick with attack. I use Y for jumping because my tap jump is off. I use Y for jumping and X for grabbing. So yeah, you could just imagine the entire button mapping thing like that Nintendo Uh, had going on. Yeah, Yeah, no. (laughs) It's so different (laughs) um, than what I was used to at least. But as you play more, you just kind of like – you get the hang of it. Like short hop aerials was the easiest thing for me to get used to because you could jump with Y in um, the normal default controls. So I was able to do YA YA uh, a lot easier, especially since uh, in general short hop aerials was supposed to be implemented into the controller as a double button layout on purpose. So that way it could be easier.
2: Did you find the short hop helped with, with, uh, he, with
1: connecting or, yeah, yeah. Probably with it, her fares, it would allow connecting fair a little bit easier as well. I would say that's going to help out on um, any sort character. Uh, maybe even like Krom, Marth, like that was definitely like the go-to thing that I noticed.
0: So I want to go back a little bit on the, the, the combo conversation about things being a little tougher. Like, uh, Mario, obviously his, uh, his, his down throw to up tilt is it's gone. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But yeah, as a, as a Mario main, I'm actually excited to see that, that thing's gone because it literally, it just felt so cheap. Like it, it felt like there were, and once you start playing with, 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 uh, more advanced players and things like that they wouldn't get trapped in it quite as easy but there are t- there are certain characters especially heavy characters like falcon or 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 donkey kong they're they're just trapped they were not moving you're going from 0 to 50 or or higher like and I- i'm kind of glad to see that that go and have to try to figure out something else what it's going to it's going to be nice that the game's not identical to smash for that. We got to figure out new combos. We got to, we got to figure some new things out.
1: You know, I was thinking about like, why did they do this? And I thought about the fact that SDI isn't prominent in, in this new smash game. Like they made it a note like that. It wasn't. And, um, those characters I would get comboed by, for example, Mario up till Pikachu up till, um, the thing is with those characters, you would be able to try to like SDI as fast as possible to get out of them. Maybe SDI down to like mash, just SDI down and hold shield in hopes that maybe shield will come out and you won't get caught in the tilt vortex, as I call it. Um, And and ultimate, uh, since you can't do that, I can understand why they took out certain uh, early combos where you would get trapped from zero to 40%. And now since you're supposed to die earlier that just you would, you wouldn't be playing half of the game. Right. So that yeah. could be ex- another reason that it, it could be more neutral based in terms of resetting neutral now as well. So I, I'm not too sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Mr. Cool. Red Luigi says the thousand year up tilt is what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is what he calls it. So, okay, well we're going to wrap this thing up with just some, give us some, some tips going into uh, just going into smash in general, local scene, and like, just best advice for somebody that's like, hey, I'm completely new because I know there's a lot of people that 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 listen to this that are in my discord and stuff that are like, this is my first smash since 64. This is my first smash ever. Like just some, just some best piece of advice you can give them.
1: So this is going to seem like not like something crazy that it seems so simple, but it's honestly one of the most helpful advice that I've heard and that I've taken into consideration asking for advice talking and being social in your community that is probably one of the most important things because without being verbal without being communicative to your formal uh scene members like your community members you won't learn what you're doing wrong so finding out what you're doing wrong is the first thing you want to do because if you're getting into a competitive game you want to start somewhere and if you don't know where that somewhere is how are you going to get better so i would say be social be be comfortable with getting to know people in your community. That's how you're going to grow as a player. And that's how you're going to make friends. That's the whole point of a community is to make friends. So be more open to talking to people. Practice. Now that online services are going to not be as uh, laggy and as unbearable as it is on the Wii U on the hopefully, Nintendo Switch, <laughs> I've I heard really good things. So I'm hoping, but nonetheless, like I, I'm seeing that the Nintendo Switch is having great outcome with uh with their internet services. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Ultimate is going to be able to be playable against people that are playing online. So online practice is definitely going to be bearable now for people to practice on. So now there's no and it's a Switch. You can take it on the go anywhere as long as you got Wi Fi. You should be good um at least good wi-fi don't don't hurt your opponents with bad (laughs)
0: wi-fi
1: um (laughs) that's the best
0: advice right there
1: (laughs) (laughs) um you want to make sure that you you get in a good amount of practice because getting a feel for the character that you want to play you may think to yourself i know this character i know the bread and butter's character i know how to get 40 percent on someone without taking damage like i'm super good with this character believe it or not there's a difference between knowing a character and knowing how to move your character. And I think movement is one thing that slowly creeps up on you as a player where you kind of get a realization where you're like, wow, I could do things with this character and make it look faster. And you don't really notice that until you practice movement. So I would say practice movement in the game, especially in a game where everything's going to be different in terms of speed, in terms of fall speed, in terms of aerial d- drifts, like all that stuff, like uh, ground speed. You know, I know uh, that... You you also, Nightcrawler, if you play Korin, you now know that is a lot faster in Ultimate than she is in Smash 4. That's going to be way different in our play style because now we're going to be able to do Dragon Fang Shot into actual punish because in Smash 4, when they nerfed Korin's uh, run speed, you couldn't do that. So little yep. things like that, movement and stuff like that, definitely try to practice movement. Aside from just your bread and butter combos, when you get into, uh, when you get Ultimate for the first time, don't worry about what a character could do in terms of combo. What character is the best? Play a character that you feel suits your play style and see where it goes from there. See what you're comfortable with because anyone can make a character look good. There are low tier heroes out there and they didn't know their character <laughs> was garbage when they first started playing it, <laughs> but they still make the character work, right? Good. Example would be Prince Ramen playing Paul, Paul Utenna in Smash 4 and beating the best player in the world, Zero, at CEO. So, you know, it's very doable. If you're comfortable with your character and you feel like you can be the best of your character, then just keep practicing, practice, be communicative, talk to your scene, find out what you could do better. And nonetheless, find where your scene is. I think that's the most important thing. Find where your scene is. If you don't know where your scene is, go on Facebook, look up your town, look up uh, Smash 4 or Smash Ultimate next to the, your town name. And you'll be surprised how many people live around the area that can help you with rides. Obviously, get to know these people, get to know their parents or families, all that stuff that can help you out <laughs> with rides. Hey, you know, got it. You got to gotta yeah, let them know. Gotta put be safe. <laughs> gotta, gotta be safe. make sure you know <laughs> whose car you're getting into. Make sure your parents are comfortable with it. Don't sneak around. Um, and yeah, just get to these locals, meet other players within your state, within neighboring states. And you'll be surprised how many friendships come out of it, how many uh, opportunities you'll be able to achieve going to these out of state tournaments as well uh, with these new friendships and stuff like that. And how far you'd progress as a player, because this also opens up the door to learning different matchups with different characters.
0: And I'm going to, I want to piggyback on that a little bit because like this last week, this last two weeks I've, I have played smash every day for the last two weeks. And my movement has been far better than it's ever been. Right. Right. And I've had people like uh, Snake Madness has been in my stream. He's like, he messaged me last weekend. He's like, can we jump in Discord real quick? I'm like, yeah. What do you? What do you? What's up? He's like, I want to. I want to talk to you about movement. I want you to do foxtrot and dash dancing and just start to get that that down. And so. All week, I spend like a half hour in training with a bot that doesn't move, just working on my movement, just working, trying to get my back airs down better, trying to trying to master this foxtrot, which is so difficult. Like, I'm like, I'm never going to get this thing. But I just what happened. What
2: happened this morning with that bot, Josh? Oh, that that bot that that doesn't move.
0: That I killed me. Yeah, he killed me. Um, (laughs) So but I mean, it has been it's, it's been that very thing. People coming into the stream, like, Hey, you should try this combo, right? Cause they see that I'm just in training. It's not like they're, Oh, Hey, you're in four glory. Try this combo. That's not going to help me. That's not, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to pull off any combo right now, but it's, it's been really cool. Just seeing so many people that, that want to, that want to help. And that's really been what I've noticed in, in this community as a whole, in the discord, we have all different levels of players and everybody is just like, Hey, practice this, work on this. How can I do this? And it's been great. So um, Vicky, we've taken up more of your time than I wanted to. We're cutting into your stream time. I'm so sorry.
1: Oh, no, no problem. I actually end my stream around this time. And I did tell my Discord preemptively. I told them, hey, guys, uh, just an announcement at 5 p.m. Eastern time. I will be on N64 Josh's podcast. If you guys want to tune in, that is going to be my stream for the day. So that's actually I'm pretty sure Deck T saw that notification. Um, So, hey, Deck T, I know some people were able to check it out. And this is actually going to be my stream for the day not a problem, man. I greatly appreciate you having me on here as always.
0: Well, give us, tell us all the places that people can follow you, like the your Twitch, Twitter, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. So if you guys want to follow me on Twitch, I do stream every Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays um, in the late afternoon, Mondays and Wednesdays. I believe it is going to be from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. And then on Fridays, I actually stream from uh, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, you can find me there at twitch.tv slash vicky kitty just as you see it spelled down there in this awesome layout that josh got for me um and yeah from there you could guys could follow me also on twitter i do have a twitter twitter.com slash vicky kitty underscore at the end of my tag um other than those two spots i feel like that's the best way to uh reach me
2: awesome crawler how, where can we find you bud Uh, you guys can find me on uh, twitter nightcrawler724 nightcrawler without the e Uh, also on twitch i've been slacking a little bit lately need to get get back going on that Uh, but it's twitch.tv slash nightcrawler724 same as twitter Uh, and then the biggest spot just hanging out in josh's discord uh, spreading fake news all that kind of stuff Uh, n64josh.com slash discord Uh, come hang out there and i've gotten my fair share of harassment this week so come come lay it on
0: it, Vicky has a great discord as well Like I th- I think I was one of the first ones in there Once it started so. Oh
1: yeah the kitty <laughs> fan I do have a discord as well I don't think it's open invite though But when you tune into my streams I do have an open link Like lingering around in the chat That the bot always reminds other people you want to ever join
0: in Cool Cool Awesome Guys you can be able to follow me on Twitter At N64josh You can follow this show At Smash Broscast uh, The uh, show notes for this episode Will be n64josh.com Slash SBC27 you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, help support this show, go to Audible slash SBC. Pick up Console Wars, something awesome. Uh, the chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. Go to n64josh.com slash OPC to automatically save ten dollars at checkout. And uh, if you're enjoying this show, leave us a review on iTunes. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you got any feedback, anything like that, my DMs on Twitter are open. If uh, you want to get involved in the Discord, you can go to n64josh.com slash Discord. And there's uh, you know A lot of good people in there. We've been having a great time. And uh, I do have another podcast, the Nintendo PowerCast. You can check that out on iTunes and Google Play. And the music you're hearing right now is the Metal Melee theme. You can check that out at n64josh.com slash Metal Melee. It'll take you right to a YouTube video. Thank you guys so much for being here with us live. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.